individually and what where our mindset is and what we desire airing the addisons i think what god is really calling us back to it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like oh lord what have we done we have minimized you promoting truth wisdom and empowerment as the church man we should be on the forefront of making disciples of indoctrination and godly things if we don't train our kids they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. D. Youngblood and J. Macro on tap to help mm-hmm. us navigate the show, so we really do appreciate them. Uh, when we get to the last segment, we will get your response to some of the topics that we are discussing today. In fact, there's one one major topic, but we're going to fold three stories into making this point um, today we're talking about all of the admissions all of the admissions um, just all across the landscape and specifically as it pertains to um, those of us who would be truth tellers in culture on the pro-life front yes telling the truth about who these children are that they have worth and value right that the current way that they are viewed in culture is as if they are some type of property or Um, you know, kind of reminiscent of chattel Mm. slavery. Mm. Uh, When we say that we are accused of kind of uh, what do you, what do you call that? Sensationalizing what's actually happening that people don't actually think that, well, we're going to talk about all the admissions that confirm that what we've been saying is true, which, and again, and I always say this to believers and those who would kind of happen in on the conversation that believers are have are having, Mm -hmm. um, we don't need the world to confirm truth for us. Amen. Okay. Like it's nice when, when, when they arrive, like it's nice when they show up and they get there and they're like, Oh, wait a minute. You know, no, we have the word of God, the eternal word of God. That is the truth of God. And so if we stick to the script, then we will do well. But here we have all of these admissions that are kind of popping up in our culture, uh, recently. And we want to talk about those. I will say this before will the great makes an announcement or reminds you, of how you can uh, be a part of our spring share Let me just say this, probably because of the content we're going to talk about um, the pro-life front, it may be a little bit disturbing for some of our younger listeners. I'll just say that. And parents can be the gatekeepers of that. You can decide if you want your younger person to hear it. I will say this. It is a conversation that increasingly is being had yeah. with all ages of right. young people right. beginning the indoctrination process very early on. So anyway, but I, I still want to give parents the opportunity to decide right. when they want to introduce those kinds of topics and themes to their kids. So yes. uh, disclaimer there, we may reissue it on the other side of the break, but will the great, how can yes. our listeners um, help support us during our spring share Yeah, we're gathering uh, stories now for to play during share listener stories. And uh, so if you have a testimony of what God has done uh, for you through American Family Radio, we would love to hear that. Uh, Just call 877-876-8893, and leave those uh, testimonies right on that voicemail, and they'll take it, produce it. And you may hear uh, your testimony during the share And so uh, that's 877-876-8893. Also... um, Remember, if you want to email us, you can email us at Addison's. It's for the show, Addison's at AFR.net. And um, buy your tickets now if you haven't for the Marriage Family Life Conference, marriagefamilylife.net. 
All right. So all the admissions, all the admissions we're talking about today. So there are three that I spotted from the stories that I pulled uh, for discussion. I'm going to give them to you in an order, but then I'm going to kind of work out of order a little bit, which might be confusing, but we have super sharp listeners. So nobody's going to have a really big problem. So all the admissions, what, what are people admitting in our culture today that we have been saying, those of us who have the truth of God's word, we have been saying this and we've come under attack in some cases, literal attack, physical harm, uh, but certainly verbal attack and, and all of those things, emotional right. attacks. Um, but we are standing on the truth of God's word. And then there always will arise these moments where you've got people who will say the thing that the Christians have been saying, but they either one don't realize that they are saying what we have been saying and, and, and by doing or by saying, uh, they confirm that, yeah, we're, we're not lying, right? We're not <laughs> unreasonable, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, or you will have people mock what we're saying, but in the mocking of what we're saying, they actually are found to be saying what we're saying, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they actually kind of reveal themselves. So yeah. we're going to look at that. So yeah. three admissions that I wanted to point out, um, just kind of grab from the headlines, current events, this is what, happen- what is happening right now. Number one, abortion is murder. I know, profound. <laughs> I know. I just want to pause for people to process it because when you introduce a novel truth, people have to kind of work with that. And so I just want to give people a moment to kind of sit with that and just think about that fact that abortion is murder. That's yes. number one. Okay, remember, we're talking about cultural admissions right now. These are the admissions that are in the current events news right now. Okay, um, number two, uh, shocking admissions. Okay, number two, pre-born babies are not seen as human. Okay, they are admitting that, that babies, pre-born babies are not seen as human. They are seen as property. And in fact, that's number two, but I'm going to start with that one because that one, well, they're all, all of the stories are really disturbing. Okay, they're Mm. really disturbing. But that one, I don't know, there's just something very interesting when you have a judge in 21st century America actually taking a 19th century position and saying that preborn babies are property. And now look, we got to wrestle with this because I understand. And, and um, we got some response when we did the show on IVF and I understand that I upset some people and probably there are more people who didn't respond to me, but I am not going to shift my position for a position of comfort. Um, if we if we take a position, we've got to always take a position on God's word, That's right. on God's word. That's now, right. And so that means that when we come up against God's word, we change, not God's Amen. word. Do you understand? Like so often what happens is, you know, we're like the ant in the in the Petri dish. You know, we come up against God's word and we're just like, boom, trying to in and out, find a way around. Like, how do we just but just stop right there. And sit with God's word, because one of the things that's going to benefit us in culture as Christians Mm -hmm. is being consistent in our application of God's word. Number one, knowing how to apply it. Mm -hmm. And then number two, being consistent in that application. So, again, we're talking about all the cultural admissions that are flying around right now. Number one, and this is as it pertains to life. All right. Number one, abortion is murder. Number two, um, babies Babies are not seen as people. Preborn babies are not seen as human. They are dehumanized. They are seen as property. And then number three, um, those who those who would stand to defend and protect life deserve death. That's another admission that is out in our culture today. 
that those like you and me who would stand up and say that babies' lives have value and worth, they are human, they are made in the image of God, that they should be protected, the admission out now is that those people, people like you and myself who would stand up and declare this, we deserve to die. (laughs) That's the admission. Now, I'm going to tie all of these things together with the receipts that are the current event headlines. Okay, right. like they're they're in the news. So I'm not like we've moved from the place of, well, I really feel like, no, this is what is happening. This is what is being stated. So let's start with point number two here. We're talking about all the cultural admissions that are flying around today. That preborn babies are seen as property. All right. Preborn babies are seen as property. Now, remember, the Christian doesn't have a problem the Christian doesn't have a problem with identifying the humanity of a preborn child because we go to the word of God to understand that life begins at conception mm-hmm. in the hidden, in the secret place. When God is knitting together a living being. All right. We call that life. We call that life. Now, you've got other people who say, "Mm, we don't really know. And then, you know, it's the woman's body and all of this other nonsense. Okay, (laughs) we don't do business with man's wisdom. That's not that's not where we hang out. We are talking about the wisdom of God. We are talking about the sovereignty of God. So here we go. Um, I'm going to start with the second in my list here. uh, Current cultural admission that. Babies really aren't seen preborn babies. And according to Chris Rock, even babies up to maybe four years old. And we'll talk about that. That's that's another one. <laughs> um, but that babies really they're not they're not they're not really human. They're they're like mm. possessions, right? Like they're wow. they're things that we can own and they're things that we can terminate there are things that we decide that you know i want it or i don't it's Mm. just my property and this is this has been the expression that has come from the pro-death side for a very long time this has been the position that it's you know it's it's just it's just a mass it's just a thing and and you call it murder right i i call it you know dealing with my property all right i call Mm. it dealing with the thing that is in me that i don't want okay So here we go. Here's the story. A Virginia judge cited a 19th century law about slave ownership in his ruling that human embryos can legally be considered property or chattel. Fairfax County Circuit Court Judge Richard Gardiner issued the preliminary opinion last month in a case involving a divorced couple. Now, please lean in and listen, listen to all of the ethical problems that are present in this case. And also, let's wrestle with all of the ethical problems that are present ongoingly as we allow science to just run to its max with no moral sort of threshold or no, no moral boundaries where we say, wait a minute, just because we can do it, does that mean we should do it? Like, those are the questions that we have to wrestle with. And unfortunately, our technological advances have gone far ahead of our moral conviction. Wow. Like, and so so now we're trying to catch up. We're trying to bring our moral conviction into the 21st century to kind of like run alongside our technological advances. We didn't do that before. 
We didn't we didn't adequately establish in our culture what is sound and what is moral. And so then, you know, technology continued to increase. And so now technology allows us to do things that we have not sufficiently wrestled with whether or not we should do them Mm. because morality doesn't always show up at the technological advancement table. It's always just like, well, can we do it? Oh, my goodness. It's bigger. It's better. Sounds like AI and everything else. Absolutely. (laughs) That we're going towards. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and man, what a great point. So this conversation will continue to be necessary. Yeah. Morality will always have to have a seat at the table when we're talking about the technological advances that we're making. Just because we can do something does not mean that it is morally right that we do it. And those are the questions that we have to wrestle with. And, I, and I'm going to part here just for a second and then go back to the story. Just another example where I think a couple years ago, maybe a year and a half, I'm sorry that I'm so bad with time frame, where we're talking about a man receiving a pig's heart as a, as a, as a transplant. Mm. And I understand there are people, look, when, when, whenever the argument begins with, well, if it were your loved one, what would you want? That's a bad beginning place for wow. an argument. Wow. That's not where Christians, Christians, we don't make the argument with the genesis of our defense being, if it were me. Mm-hmm. For the Christian, in all cases, the genesis of our argument must always be, what does God say? Is God the final authority? Has God spoken on this issue? What might we learn from the truth of God's word that we could apply to this particular conversation? The conversations and the positions of morality in our culture do not begin with us. We do not determine what is good and what is right. So whether or not we are adversely affected or even positively affected by positions we take in culture, we don't take those positions based on that thought. Well, this is how I feel and this is how this would affect me. So (laughs) now I care. No, what we are saying is what has God said? That's the question that we're asking. Okay, I'm going to have to move faster. Fairfax County Circuit Court Judge Richard Gardiner issued the preliminary opinion last month in a case involving a divorced couple's dispute over embryos they stored together. The couple, Honeyline, I think is how you say the wife's name, Honeyline Heideman and Jason Heideman, separated in 2017 and then divorced in 2018. The ex-wife is 45 and infertile due to cancer treatments, and she now wants to use those embryos while her ex-husband does not. Mm. Let's pick up here on the other side of the break, Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Again, I just want to issue a disclaimer. We are talking about abortion and talking about the cultural admissions that are flying around today. And I've got three stories that we're working from. And and so I just, you know, if you've got a little one with you, you may not want to introduce this topic to them. Uh, and so I just want to give you an opportunity to be aware of that. Uh, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's mercy me, even if. So we're talking about the cultural admission before we went to the break that preborn children are not seen as human, that they are seen as property and can be easily discarded or, you know, tossed around in discussion as if some sort of inhuman object. 
And this was made um, glaringly true, mm-hmm. this, this idea, okay? The, the fact that this idea exists was made glaringly true in this court case in uh, Fairfax County um, where a Virginia judge decided that this couple who had divorced and the wife who wanted to have access to two embryos, they have one child they, that they conceived via IVF, and then they had two embryos, so two pre-born people, okay, that are frozen. <laughs> and the wife, though mm-hmm. divorced from the husband, right. wants to conceive one of those children. Or, right. No, the child is already conceived, wants when, to carry, wants yes. to deliver that child. And the husband okay, wants to, does not. He's like, no. And the husband does not. The ex-husband. No, the ex-husband does not. Correct. Now, guys, I just, again, this is what I'm telling you. This is where our technology has really run farther than our moral conviction, than our moral understanding. So what we're doing is a lot of us, what we see happening in culture from the learned among us is that they're just really making it up. They don't know. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know. And because for many of them who are making the decisions, as is evident from this judge's decision here, preliminary decision, they are not making their decisions based on a biblical conviction or a conviction that would uh, point to a knowledge of God. It's just, you know, well, here's what I mean, here's what we did with other people that we didn't think were human. We Mm. said we said that they were property. So Mm. let's just go Mm. with that. Let's just go with that. And that's okay. crazy because it is so crazy. Like <laughs> went through great lengths, even a war to like to you say, know, "Hey, yeah, people are not property." And so actually. now you're going to go back to that and say, "Like it, it, that's crazy." But again, this is the that's argument crazy. that's been made. This is the argument that's been made by the pro-lifers that these unborn children are being treated like property. That it's very similar to slavery. And when this argument has been made, you've got a lot of woke people who hate you. Like when you say that, they hate you. They feel like, no, they're triggered. It's the girl screaming, you know, the meme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they hate yeah. it, right? <laughs> but here the argument is 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 um, backed up. The, the, the accusation that we say you don't see these babies as people, mm-hmm. like this is now confirmed in this case. Right. This is, this is the judge admitting and saying out loud the formerly unspoken thing on the side of the pro-death people. Right. I feel very inarticulate right now. I don't mean to be, but I'm I'm trying to be very careful. Okay, okay. I'm trying to make make sure that I communicate carefully so as not to inadvertently say something that is not what I'm trying to say, because on this issue, I think it's very important. I am trying to do two things at once. I am trying to present what I believe they have tried to hide for a long time while saying that they are they are now they are now saying it. Yeah. Not that I agree with them. Right. What I am saying is that we have accused them of this and we have said that this is egregious and they have said, no, that's not, that's, that's yes, no. And yes, and no. <laughs> right. And so here we have this. Okay. So the ex-wife back to the story, the ex-wife is 45 and infertile due to cancer treatments and wants to use the embryos while her ex-husband does not. Jason Heidemann's lawyer argued that if his ex-wife were to use the embryos, this would quote, force Mr. Heideman to procreate against his wishes mm. and therefore violate his constitutional right to procreational autonomy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, 
Man. I feel I feel like Mr. O'Hare, like from from the, the Lorax. Lorax. It's, <laughs> it's like that's a made up protection. Like, but I understand <laughs> what he's saying. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. I I just I understand completely what he's saying. It's partially a joke, guys. It's tongue in cheek here. All right, back to this article. Which 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 can I just say, um, the the embryos, the embryos are the evidence that Mr. Heidemann, you have already procreated. Right, it's already done. Like, you, so, but, I, you know, but that just shows you the thinking. And the ignorance. It's still in yeah. your mind like, no, no, it hasn't. Yeah. yeah. That, wow. Yeah, it's, wow. A, it's, it's a claim to wisdom that rejects God, so it's not wisdom, right? Wow. It's the futility of man's thinking when man tries to carve out his own understanding apart from a knowledge and a fear of God. They it's Romans fools. 1. It's, it's Romans 1. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So he's saying, I don't want to be forced to procreate on my own. Mr. Heidemann, you've already procreated. You already have a person that is the result of what comes from you and comes from your wife. Right. And the two of those things have met and they have formed a person. Those, those two things, those two things are the building blocks for every human who exists. That's so... so because you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't actually be having an argument. You wouldn't actually be having an argument if you didn't have a person here, Mr. Heidemann. Like you, you, this wouldn't be a case if you had not already procreated. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like she's not placing a demand, and I'm trying to be very careful here on one of the components of your person. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Like. That has already been introduced into the equation, right. which has led to the fact that there is a person. Yes. Can we just pause for a second? There is a person yeah. that we are discussing. Mm-hmm. Okay. The judge initially sided with the husband and determined that a pre-Civil War law based on, quote, goods and chattel or goods or chattel, end quote, that involved custody disputes over slaves applied to the couple's case. <laughs> what in starry decisis? <laughs> I, I I mean I just I, I don't know. But 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 again this I, I'm not a judge. I, I don't I don't I don't okay. So however however the judge's ruling is not final as he has yet to rule on the other arguments in the case. This is what the judge wrote in part quote As there is no prohibition on the sale of human embryos, they may be valued and sold and thus may be considered goods or chattels, end quote. There's no prohibition on the sale of human embryos. So they, I mean, you you can, you can attach a value to them. You can sell them. So they have to be considered goods. Like they, I mean, this is, that's, Put down a two carry the one that must be property. <laughs> That's property that we're talking about. Wow, guys, you see, you you see the slippery slope that we that we slide down when we move away from God's word. But this is an admission that this is how preborn children are seen. This this is across the board, by the way. This is this judge is just saying the out loud part that is the conviction of all of them on this side. The the, the is property. It's not, they're not, they're not like, like me and you, they're not like people like me and you, they're property. You can do with them whatever you want. And by the way, there's a, and I'll I'll use, I'll just kind of pivot here because there's a, there's another story out um, 
where Chris Rock is doing his uh, his Netflix stand up special or his Netflix stand up special is out. And this has been a big deal in news headlines because, you know, Chris Rock was slapped a year ago um, at the Oscars mm-hmm. by by Will Smith. Right. And he remained largely silent, which probably really ranked high up on the revenge meter because for people um, for whom it's true that their business is the media and attention and all of this for Chris Rock to keep himself from that was excruciating revenge wrought upon Will Smith to not accept his calls, to not give an interview, to not issue, like uh, to, to just keep as quiet as he could, yeah. which, which was totally a calculated business move on Chris Rock's part because now everybody <laughs> using that word loosely wants to hear what he's going to say. And so Netflix licking their chops is like, <laughs> well, because it's, it's juicy, right? <laughs> but there's something else that is in the Netflix special, which uh, by the way, I, uh, and I feel like this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it. am not recommending, right. am not recommending not at, at all. all, but there is a, there was a problem in that, because of some of the other material that is present in Chris Rock's stand-up routine, there are some other pro-lifers who are jumping on it and they're saying, see, look, Chris Rock is mocking them and, and he's doing a good job and, and he's actually making our case. He's admitting that abortion is murder and they're, you know, people are like, you know, they're laughing, but he's really indicting them. And, 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 and Jonathan Van Maren over at LifeSite News makes a great point that we need to be very careful in our celebrations here. Mm. So again, this is very graphic and I do not recommend that you listen to this with little kids. I'm going to be very careful, but I want to quote for you a little bit of what Chris Rock is saying, because you may see some headlines, probably already you have, where people are celebrating Chris Rock, that Chris Rock is doing doing a solid for the pro-life movement. He isn't. He really isn't. And and in fact, you know, it's I, even to read some of this, it makes me sick to read it, to think that a person is so seared in his conscience and in his conviction that he can so callously joke. And, and look, as much of the truth that is in the joke, even if there's just an ounce of truth in the jokes, then it's incredibly disturbing. Yeah. Okay. So again, disclaimer here, and I'm going to be very careful, but Chris Rock, part of his routine, selective outrage is, is the, the comedy tour, I guess that he's on. Uh, But he starts out by talking about in this particular series of jokes that abortion is illegal uh, in most of the country, which, again, comedians don't have to be accurate. All right. They don't have to they don't (laughs) they don't have to be accurate. They just they just say the lines and then they're just trying to get to the punchline. Right. All right. And then he talks about how abortion is supposed to be seen as a women's issue and that he's not supposed to have anything to say about it, that he's not supposed to talk about it. He's kind of setting up that he's then going to talk about it. And this is what he says, and I'm going to quote him here. Guys, it's very offensive. It is sickening and it is disgusting. But it is another one of those admissions that, yes, abortion is murder, and they know it. They know it. And they feel no shame surrounding it. And it does not. it is not doing pro-lifers a solid that Chris Rock is openly joking about the murder of babies. Mm. Quoting Chris Rock here. I've paid for more abortions than any woman in this room. And because he's saying I can talk about it. I've paid for more abortions than any woman in this room. 
When I go to the clinic, I say, give me the usual. When I go in, they give me a punch card, two more, and I get a free smoothie. Now, he acknowledges that he has two daughters. And he says, there's a part of me that's pro-life because I'm definitely pro their lives. This is Chris Rock here, right? But then he's alluding to the, the, the feeling that if his daughters were to experience an unwanted pregnancy, he absolutely wants them to have the choice to abort those babies. Mm. He absolutely wants them to have the choice to ab- abort those babies. And he says, because of that, quote here, because of that, I'm absolutely pro-choice, okay? I'm continuing to quote him. I believe women should have the right to kill babies. That's right. I'm on your side. I believe you should have the right to kill as many babies as you want. Kill them. And then he gets vulgar. And then he says this, but let's not get it twisted. It is killing a baby. (laughs) Guys, this, I just, and, and I, and I want to be careful. And the reason I want to share this is because you're going to hear some people like, man, Chris Rock is really taking it. No, this is egregious. Right. This is not a celebratory win for the pro-life movement that Chris Rock is doing what we have decried. He is actually shouting his abortions. That's what he's doing. You remember the shout your abortion campaign? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just because it's coming from a man doesn't make it any less a part of that campaign. He is shouting his abortion. Because, oh, by the way, men do have abortions. They're two parents. Right. So a man is involved in that. No, I'm not saying that the baby grows inside the man. Please understand. <laughs> Obviously, you guys, under, today, huh? you know what I'm saying here. <laughs> I don't care what they how they update emojis <laughs> on your phone. Men cannot be pregnant. <laughs> Come on. This is it should go without saying. But now we live because because we're so like, you know, progressive and we've we've gone that we can just do and be whatever we want. So men, we say. Just because it pops up as an emoji option doesn't make it a fact. Mm. He says, don't get it twisted. Now listen to this, guys. This is Chris Rock. He says, don't get it twisted. It is killing a baby. Now this is disgusting. But he doesn't leave it there. I'm going to continue to quote him. Because, quote, because whenever I pay for an abortion, I request a dead baby. Sometimes I call up the doctor like a hitman. Is it done? People argue first trimester, second trimester. I think women should have the right to kill a baby until it's four years old. Mm-hmm. I think you should be able to kill a baby till you get that first report card. You see, and that that's that's where the all the nervous, the laughter, and it's like, okay, yeah, that one, okay, we get it. But no, but he is actually saying out loud, this is this is a public admission. Right. It's like the open secret being confirmed that really we don't value babies in this culture. And we can say that that's a joke coming from Chris Rock, except except that that's a huge tenet of the pro death movement. That, that we have the right to kill babies at whichever point we decide. We are the gatekeepers of life. And just because Chris Rock is getting people to laugh at this, please do not think that this turns around to slap them in the face. No, it doesn't, because this is just more of the same, which is the shout your abortion. Yes, you had an abortion. Yes, it's murder, but you have the right to do that. So this is just the cultural admission that it's murder. Mm. But still, they don't fear God and they don't turn from their sin and repent. 
Erin the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. I want to be a flame for you. Let me be a flame for you. Burn in me, God. Burn in me. I want to be a flame for you. Let me be a flame for you. Burn in me, God. Burn in me. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Gerard Brooks with Flame. Talking about all the admissions that are being made right now in this cultural moment that we're having where all of the things that we have said and we've decried in culture as it pertains to life and protecting preborn children, um, we've got a series of current events that are just sort of driving home that point, driving home all of our objections and all of the points that we've tried to make, um, even while being accused of maybe obfuscating or, or you know, um, detracting from the main issue at hand or whatever the 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 attacks have been that have been um, levied at us. We've tried to respond um, to those things. But here now you've got the people saying out loud, <laughs> they're saying out loud the quiet things. And, mm-hmm. and again, um, we already knew it. Yeah. We already knew it. So we, we talked about the fact that uh, abortion is murder. That on the on the the pro death side, that preborn children are seen as property, and then finally, um, that those of us who would stand in defense of these preborn children and say that their life has dignity and has value and is worth, um, there are those who believe that we should be murdered. Mm. It's a murder is our brother Carl pointed this out. Um, murder is always Satan's solution. <laughs> that's that's always it doesn't matter what the problem is. That's always his solution, that it's murder, right? And so on The View, uh, about a week ago, tomorrow, um, which The View is like the silly women's Areopagus. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Think about it just for a second, where the silly women go to talk about philosophy and the deeper <laughs> things of life. Weak-willed. Mm. And so many Christian women still invite these silly women into their homes to help them with their worldview. <laughs> Man. Okay. So that's, that's not the scope of today's show, but yeah, Jane Fonda on the view and Jane Fonda again says out loud, the things that we know when you consider all of the attacks that started, even with just the hint that um, that Roe versus Wade would be overturned in this country. Even just the hint of that began the attacks on the crisis pregnancy centers, mm-hmm. the harassment mm-hmm. on the pro-lifers, the actual physical attacks on the pro-lifers, shooting the elderly, attacking young young women who are simply saying that children have worth and value, that preborn children have dignity and that it's inherent in them, just like it's inherent in you. They have the right to life. That's but physical attacks on people who say that. But here is Jane Fonda on The View. I want you to listen. We've got a clip for you. Here's Jane Fonda just saying, yeah, of course they should be murdered. Of course they should be attacked. Now, well, anyway, okay, here's a clip. We have experienced many decades now of having agency over our body, of being able to determine when and how many children to have. We know what that feels like. We know what that's done for our lives. We're not going back. I don't care what the laws are. We're not going back. We're not going back. 
That's Jane speaking, yeah. and, and 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 she probably will get a Nobel Prize. But it's very, the truth. Very, very soon. It, it is the truth. But I'm I, not going to do it. Besides, I, besides marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, well it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> murder. She's kidding. Wait a second. She's just now, kidding. Don't say that. That's oh, not... you don't know. They'll pick up on that and yeah, just run that's with the it. Worst. She's, She's just kidding. It's well. Let me talk to you about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on and talk about Jane's activism, which is yeah. legendary. If you're watching the video, that pause that you hear, you can't see what's going on, is that the camera picks up on Jane Fonda's face. And that pause and just, oh, she's kidding. She's kidding. The pause there is because the zoom in on her face says, no, I'm not. Mm. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm serious. That's what it looks I'm like. I'm serious about this. If you're watching the live stream, you saw the video. She's serious about this. Those who would stand up and defend and protect life. Okay. The question is, what should we do besides marching and the activism and, and all of like, what, what should we do? And Jane Fonda says murder. Mm. Lily Tomlin, her recent co-host in some of her, you know, older movies. And I mean that like literally that's what they're, they're capitalizing on them being, being older women. Okay. And Lily Tomlin leans over. like, what, what did you say? <laughs> what did you say? Murder. Mm. murder joy bayar is like oh, she's joking she that's a joke and she was joking right. that's a joke and she was joking right sunny hostin is like and she probably will get a nobel prize <laughs> guys Man, silly women's areopagus <laughs> silly women's areopagus this is where they go to turn out for the <laughs> and she probably will get a nobel prize for what for what a Nobel Prize for what? Because if they just hand those out now like cereal box prizes, I want one too. <laughs> a Nobel Prize for what? For what? Like a peace prize? And you're just saying murder pro-lifers? Mm. I'm, I'm sorry. What, Sonny? But again, you really don't have to be well thought. You don't, you don't, you don't have to be well read. You don't have to really be intelligent. You just need the right lip gloss and you can be one of the silly women on The View. That's it. And it's something because it makes sense what she's saying. I mean, she's that radical about having abortion and murdering babies. Well, people who want to stop that, why wouldn't she not want to murder them too? Like that's 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 the heart. Like that's that's, the that's what all of this is. Isn't it interesting that we're talking about murder and Jane Jane Fonda's response to those who would resist and say, no, we shouldn't murder people. Her response is murder, murder them. them. Yeah. Murder them. Get get them. Mm. Let me give the, the phone lines. You can comment on what we're talking about today. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. All of the admissions. <clears throat> Excuse me. All of the admissions that are circulating in our culture today as it pertains to the pro-life fight. Continuing to defend and protect children. So I say we cannot sit back and be like, oh, Roe was overturned. And like there's no. No. Why? Because. Those who lick their lips over the blood and murder of innocents, like they don't stop. Mm. They don't stop. No. And the way that they have cloaked this. And, and here's the thing. She actually, to Fox News Digital, tried to walk back her comments. I hate when people use that statement, that phrase, but it's it's commonly used. They tried to walk it back. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, whatever. So she wanted to bring clarity to what she was saying. 
I think she was pretty clear. I think she was pretty I clear. Mean, like, man, you see, this is this is why they don't they don't ask us to report. <laughs> Cause I'm like, just you said what you said. Right. And that's what pretty you clear. meant. You repeated it. You paused for emphasis. Mm-hmm. You had an opportunity given to you by Joy Bayar of all people. Like Joy Bayar gave you an opportunity to right. say that's a joke. The comedian. Right. The comedian on the set said, oh, wait. Uh, that's a that's a joke, okay? And you need to say that because they will pick up on that. But you know what Jane Fonda did? She just dug in. Mm-hmm. She, she just dug in. Yep. So here was here's uh, what Jane Fonda said in response to people picking up on the fact that she's calling for the murder of pro-lifers. Where do we live that she's calling for the murder of pro-lifers? This is what she said. My body language and tone made it clear to those in the room and to anyone watching that I was using hyperbole to make a point. So. No, it wasn't a hyperbolic statement. It was a call (laughs) to action. It was a call to action. And, 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 and you could, you could say that it was a, you know, Oh, you know, (laughs) hyperbole. You, you could say it was hyperbole, except that what you mentioned is already (laughs) happening. It's a, Pro-lifers are already being attacked. Pro-lifers literally are mm. all already being attacked. Yes. Rated everything. Like things. Yeah. An elderly woman shot. Mm. A pro-lifer canvassing in, in Kansas attacked. Like physically attacked. Like this, this is already happening. So when, when Jane Fonda, and then here's what's really interesting. She says, um, and let me, I want to get her quote here. She said, quote, People lose faith in our mission to protect women, excuse me, when others choose to focus on tangential issues and passing jokes instead of the actual problem at hand. Excuse me. Let me make this point as best I can. Murder is actually not the tangent. It's not the tangent. No one's going off on a tangent and talking about this, Jane, because here's the thing. A baby in an abortion dies. So so murder is not the tangent. Now, you talking about murdering pro-lifers is also not a tangent. (laughs) That's you were asked a specific question. What should pro-deathers do? Okay, in addition to marching and protesting and all of these things, what can pro-deathers do? (laughs) And you said, well, what are we pro? Murder, Mm. murder. Murder. That's the solution. That's what you said. That's not a tangent. People picking up on that are not going off on a tangent. This is not about protecting a woman's body. This is about the body that is inside her body. This is about the person that is inside her body. Right. So discussions of murder are really not a tangent. Jane Fonda. All right. Let's go to the phone lines, 888-589-8840. Where do we go, Will the Great? All right, let's go to Kim in Texas. Hi, Kim. Hi, I just wanted to thank you all so much for standing up for what you believe. I think that we need more people like you. This is my second day of listening. I just, God just keeps putting you in my radar, and I just can't thank you enough. We need more Christians that stand up for the right thing. It's not about pro-abortion against it. It's not that. It's standing up for what you believe. And I think people wimp out and we have these ridiculous, arrogant people that are on TV 
that are getting their words out, and we're not mm-hmm. standing up for what we believe. So come on, yeah. thank you all so much for standing up. I appreciate oh. it. God bless you, you, Kim. Kim. Thank you. I really appreciate that encouragement. I, I, I will say this. Look, you know, here's the thing that the Christian is tasked with. The Christian is tasked with what does God say? Mm. That's that's yeah. our allegiance is to our king. Right. right. So the question is, because here's what people don't recognize. And, and, and I wish that we would have our eyes opened. Those who live in the other kingdom, their allegiance is to their king. All of the things that they're espousing, all of the things that they're saying, it is an expression of their allegiance to their king. Right. But then the Christian shows up and, and we are supposed to be going in the king's name. Mm. Like we are supposed to be living for the glory of the king. Amen. And yet we go out into the world and we're just like, <laughs> it's cowardly lion. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? It, it's like. But they they go out in in great arrogance and in great force and in great numbers and they maintain their allegiance to their king. Mm. We are not being asked by the Lord to make up a standard and then maintain that standard. God has presented to us the standard. He has told us this is what he requires. All we've got to do wherever we are and in any circumstance We've got to just say what God has already said. That's it. That's it's easier than having to have it all together. And I don't know. I haven't thought that through. Just ask the question. What does God's word say? Amen. That's where I am. Let's find out what God's word says. And that's where I am. All right. Let's go back to the phone lines. Will the great. Where do we go? All right. Let's go to Tracy in Texas. Hi, Tracy. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for taking my call. I've been listening to you guys for three years. And I love American Family Radio. Any chance I get, I tell my all my friends, all my relatives, all my church people, I tell them they've got to be listening to you guys. Oh, Y'all are you. beautiful. Thank so you. I have. I don't watch The View. I don't watch TV. Good for I you. I listen to American <laughs> Family Radio. But I've heard uh, this Jane Fonda because uh, I was listening to Abe the other day, and he had it on. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and I didn't see, so I didn't see Jane. Uh, but I did hear her voice. She sounded horrible. Her 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 t- intonation, the way she. Uh, I'm a physician, so I see, I hear things. I mean, she's got to be really, and I old, and I hate to use the word old or elderly or senior because I'm one of those. But who knows, Jane? <laughs> and when was the last time was Jane an activist? In the late 60s, early 70s? I mean, when was the last time she was in a movie? Come on. Uh, that's exactly. I mean, now, I will I say mean, this. She's got, some, she's got some movies out now, which is why I think she's kind of making the circuit. But as you rightly point out, she is 85 years old. Mm. So, so any questions that we currently are asking of Joe Biden, she's, she's kind of in that, <laughs> in that area. I, yeah. I will let me say this too, guys, and and to our sister uh, Tracy's point, man, which you're making an excellent point. Several of them, okay. Let me just say this: one of the things, if you watch the video, if you watch the video, one of the things that become really evident, and and probably what our sister Tracy is hearing is that Jane Fonda has had a tremendous amount of work done on her face. Okay, so remember, Hollywood does not love its actors and actresses. So they've got to constantly earn that approval. And we see this manifested in the amount of work that they have to keep getting done on their faces. And so 
and maybe I mean faces in a literal sense, but I mean <laughs> the one face, but just many iterations of it. So I think part of what you hear, at least when I watch, it just seems that because her face has been, and I'm trying to be careful here, but part of that is what she's done to herself. Yeah. All right. We're out of time, and I apologize for that. We'll, we'll open the phone lines tomorrow. Until then, Lord willing. God bless.